your appreciated movie podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Hello, hello. This week, we open the door to the storm shelter and see if we've stayed in Kansas or traveled to Oz. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm I John. To Oz. Oh, where, how was Oz? It was good. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> Tony, each of us picked a specific movie genre. I have horror, thriller. I have science fiction, fantasy, and I think John just said, how was Oz instead of his name? <laughs> he said John, but it was while I was saying okay. I went to Oz. <laughs> Which is why our episode is late this week. I was in Oz. <laughs> science fiction, fantasy. I have drama and romance. I forget. Action adventure? Yeah. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe I listen to our podcast and give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is John's pick. Cannonball Run 2. Now, friends, I know what you're thinking. You said Cannonball Run. And that's true. We would like to have done Cannonball Run. But sometimes there's a movie you just can't find. <laughs> I lent this my copy of Cannonball Run to a friend of mine a year and some change ago. He still hasn't watched it. And he's like, no, no, I want to watch it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I still forgot to bring your tank on cash back. And Tony has my tango in cash. I'm pretty sure this is technically my copy of Cannonball Run. Uh. Not John's. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. Are you done? I'm pretty sure I purchased that with money out of my account. Damn. Well then. Do the gauntlet. Okay. Anywho. So. And then you go to find a copy, you know, on Amazon or Netflix. And it's just nowhere. But you know what is everywhere? Cannonball Run 2. Yep. So we called an audible, and I had to pick a new movie. So instead of picking Cannonball Run, we did Cannonball Run 2. It's also late, unfortunately. We're sorry about that. Because it's my fault. There was, (laughs) where we lived, they were predicting a very serious hurricane. So Carly evacuated. (laughs) There was no hurricane here. It didn't even rain. But Carly enjoyed days at Universal Studios in Orlando on a mandatory vacation. She probably had more (laughs) rain than we did. But Carly went on vacation, so we could not record when we normally record because Carly had evacuated. And unfortunately, my sister was not in town. (laughs) We had no Audra. One of my sisters was because I evacuated with the other one. (laughs) Also, she's been listening. Aaron, thank you for listening while you do construction on your house. And she also tried to look for Cannonball Run for us. I couldn't find it. <laughs> if she had found it, we would have let her sit in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Aaron, so if you find a copy of Cannonball Run, please sit in with us. It's, it's a weird time now where you never know what's available. Yeah. With streaming and DVD and stuff. You never know. Because it makes me really angry because everything should just be available, but it's not. Yeah. And there's some movies that you we couldn't find we were doing, but now I see them all the time. They'll be on like Voodoo or something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like, they're popular movies. I can't think of one right now, but I read about them online every once in a while. They're like, you know, such and such is not available on DVD anymore. I'm like, what? <laughs> Which is I, why you have to buy everything. I went so far as to see if I can, you know, what can Cannonball Run cost? We'll run to Walmart and get it. It'll be like five bucks. Yeah. They don't have it. <laughs> yeah. It's very hard <laughs> to find. And, and uh, now that all the... Um, what are those things called? All those little blockbuster? Well, no, not block. Well, blockbusters, but all those little we sell like action figures and T-shirts and movies. All uh-huh. those are going away too. Yeah. So soon it's just going to be like Amazon or streaming, and that's all. If you can't find them there, it's, the movie's gone. Wow, it's weird. Which is one of those things? Like, there's a lot of movies 
that nobody's never heard of that nobody's ever going to see because like those because in the weekends when we were little like the like Saturday Cannibal Run 3 no <laughs> like Saturday afternoon movies and stuff yeah that would just come on yeah and, and the only reason you know about them is because they came on yeah and they don't you know they don't have copies of those movies anywhere and you can't go to the video store and rent it and you can't yeah. Like, you can maybe find an article about it on Wikipedia, but that doesn't mean you can find a copy. Yeah. Well, let's get back to Cannonball Run 2 <laughs> that you can find, right. and it's out there. And if I, we must. Well, I thought Burrow. that Cannonball Run would have been everywhere because Burt Reynolds had yeah. just passed. I was like, oh, this movie's going to be... That's why I picked it, yeah. because, you know, he had just passed. Should pick Smokey and the Bandit. That's not underappreciated. But it's Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Elaine's saying she loud. Well, Cannibal Run Grace. 2 was Burt Reynolds' last of the car chase comedy movies. Well, the same guy, the director, directed Cannonball Run, Cannonball Run 2, um, Smokey and the Bandit, Smokey and the Bandit 2, and Stroke Race. So, really. <laughs> Did he miss any shit? <laughs> All right, so, Cannonball Run 2 is a 1984 action comedy starring Burt Reynolds and an all-star cast released by Warner Brothers uh, and Golden Harvest. So, the premise is... We have a bunch of people who are racing cross-country for a million dollars. Hilarity ensues. And I'm going to warn you now, some of the things are a little bit racist now. <laughs> they weren't racist back then. Oh, they were racist back then, but, but it was nobody acceptable. <laughs> it, was, it was socially acceptable. Like, we'll get to it, but first thing that points out to me is when Jackie Chan's in a bar, is like, anybody speak Oriental? I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. That's, you can, that's like so mean. <laughs> But, I think but that was, was a. But in the eighties, that was what we said, you know, Oriental rugs and Oriental food stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's just what people said because we didn't. Because that, know, well, we didn't it, know any better. Well, it wasn't offensive yet. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> understand that it was offensive well, to not make distinct distinctions between different Asian groups. Yeah. Well, because that area of the world was referred to as the Orient. Yeah. So everything, you know. <laughs> Anybody speak European? <laughs> I, mean, that, I know, but we didn't realize how, in our you know, American-centric way, how terrible that was. But now we know, so we don't do that anymore. Well, anyway, this movie was released on June 24th, 1984, and it had a box office gross of $28 million. And I can't tell you how much it cost to make, because I can't find that, because they didn't record that kind of thing back then. Are you sure? Because I I thought I saw that on the IMDb. Also didn't look that hard. (laughs) But, uh, But compare that to the $72 million that the original made. It's no. like, wow. But now we know why there's no three. There, there is, is a three. Oh, there is. Damn. But nobody's yeah. in it. <laughs> the only person who's in it is the Sheik. Oh, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> you know who Carly's not favorite the character budget? is? The budget? No, you don't. <laughs> the budget was $20 million. Okay, well. Wow, 20, with that many people in it, though. When I say that many people, let me give you the list here. All right, well, first of all, Hal Needman, need him is the uh, director. And if he directed a bunch of other stuff with Burt Reynolds in it. But let me give you, because I don't want to get into everything everybody's done, because... Yeah, well, that'll be six podcasts. Right. Because we have Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., um, Mary Lou Henner, Telly Savalas, Shirley MacLaine, Daisy Duke, which is... That's uh, not her real name. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I see her name and I just read it. It's Catherine Bach. Um, then we have Jackie Chan, Sid Caesar, Tony Danza... Um, the entire cast of The Godfather. <laughs> we have Jaws from... <laughs> from 007. From, uh, yeah. I forget which James one. Bond. He has a real name, too. Yeah, his name is Richard Keel. <laughs> we have Don Knotts. We have Gomer Pyle. 
Frank Sinatra's in this fucking movie. Everybody is in this movie. Tony's, and Tony's favorite guy. Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> the, the king. Yeah. He was the king, yeah. Thank you for that, Carly. <laughs> but this is just... And that's not everybody that's in it. I'm sure I left out a bunch of important oh, people. Oh, no, there's all kinds of people in this movie well, that I didn't even know were in this movie, you know, when I watched the credits. Until you saw beginning. them. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, that guy's in this? Jackie Chan was only in this movie because he was obligated... Ob- Obligated to do it per his studio contract. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm sure he had a hell of a He's time. He's good in it. He kicks some ass. He's Jackie Chan. Yeah. Right. All right. So, um, we're going to do this first. What did you think going in, Elaine? Um, I was like, aw, we're switching Cannonball Run movies? I was real sad about it, actually. <laughs> but I was like, okay. It's okay. I like yeah. <laughs> that. That's my thoughts. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm Carly? Like, I love Cannonball Run the, the original. Okay. We're going to okay. get to that, though. Well, I've never seen any of them. That's a bummer. And Tony kind of gave me a little, this movie is kind of about this, and I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like this. <laughs> All this right. morning, you had to like drag me downstairs to watch it. Wow. It's an ensemble race movie, like Mad Mad mm-hmm. Mad World. and Which I didn't just... like. And rat like race, it. which I didn't like. You didn't like rat race. No. I like rat race. I'm the only. I'm the. I'm the one. <laughs> we'll see it again. Everything but this is a cannonball. I'm pretty sure water. there's a balloon in rat race. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's a terrible movie. People, sh- I don't recommend it, but I enjoy it. Tony, uh, I had seen this movie in a lot in the '80s, and I probably hadn't seen it since. So I was kind of excited to see it again. But afterwards, I was a little depressed because I want to see the first one again. <laughs> I know. He I was, was like, like "Oh, it's this too really bad. makes me want to watch the first one." <laughs> Oh. All right, here's some reviews. I'm not going to tell you which is which, but this one's titled Pure Cinematic Genius <laughs> by Ultraman 007. Hint, Sounds hint. like he's on the fence. Hint, hint. <laughs> Truly one of the greatest American films of the 20th century. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, it gets better. <laughs> he must be the one solely responsible for the 12% on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> Superior comic, comedic timing, wit, intelligence, chemistry. A social uh, consumption of what it was like to live in the 1980s. Hilarity ensues and surpasses the original. What? Uh, that's I, I didn't write it. Don't yell at me. In contrast, we have No Race, No Chase. <laughs> by Smile, USOB. Okay. Jaws. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> this film has no race, has no chase. Okay, there's a race. But it really has nothing to do with the movie. The first film, of course, is all about the cannonball run. Whereas this movie has little to do with the cannonball run. Uh, then it drags on for another while here, but that's all I really want to get to on that. Hmm. Smoking the Bandit, that's the one where they're moving cores, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where and then the first cannonball, that's where they're getting moving the horse, right? No. What are they doing? They do in, a race. In the first cannonball, it's just about the race. <laughs> Not that they had to move a pregnant animal or something. Nope. No. Oh, okay. That's the second Smoking and the Bandit where oh, they're moving okay. the elephant. Okay, okay. I, I get these confused. First, okay, so Smokey and the Bandit is about smuggling alcohol. Yeah. Or in the second one, an elephant. Okay. Yeah, I watched <laughs> the shit out of them. I just don't remember them all. The Cannonball Run, the original Cannonball Run is about the race across the country and the various schemes that the Cannonball Run people do to get out of tickets or it's being like pulled over from the watch. police. <laughs> so, like, Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise in the first one, they're driving an ambulance and mm-hmm. the creepy-ass doctors with them. With the okay. long-ass finger. And they have Farrah Fawcett as their hot chick to pretend to be right. the patient. 
Right. Okay. And then Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martins in the first ones pretends to be priests. priests yeah. Okay. And so, God is their co-pilot. So it's Where all is he about. Sit? There's only two seats. It's all about you know them racing across the country and trying to get you know, the various schemes to not get caught. Gotcha. Right. This one is also about that, but it's also about a complete. But it, but that's only the B plot. The A plot <laughs> is this kidnapping scheme. All right. So let's. Um, Let's get to it. All right. All right. So, Warner Brothers Pictures presents bum, 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 The Cannibal Run. And we're somewhere in the Middle East. It never really says where because we're with the Falafel family. Which, the sh- this is terribly racist. This is also terribly this racist. This is so racist. The name of the family is the Falafels, and the Italians are the, uh, the, the Cannellonis <laughs> and the Raviolis. I mean, yeah. this is just. Don Don Cannellonis. Yeah. I mean, this is just bad. Like, it's if there's an ethnic group, this movie will offend you, and but it shouldn't because it's all in, in, in grins, okay? It's all just for fun. So if this movie offends you, I'm sorry. It's for, it's for grins. They weren't trying to offend you, right. offend you. They thought it was funny. Yeah, at the time, this was hilarious. So back with the Falafel family, and the Sheik is being berated by his father. Ricardo Montalban. Who calls, who calls the Sheik the son of his ugliest wife. Wants to know why he has a blonde-haired, blue-eyed slave. <laughs> yes, he said slave. But mm-hmm. we find out this is just an actor, and he hasn't worked you know, in eight years. Hasn't had a series in eight years. <laughs> and they smack him, and it's a thousand thank yous. He takes the smacks for the yeah. Sheik. All right, so the king orders the Sheik back to America to win the Cannonball Run because their family was built on speed, and he has let him down last year. And he, he tells his father, there is no Cannonball Run this year. He says, so buy one. All right, then. And the music hits. So... I, I was like, we're watching this opening chic scene, and I'm like, I really don't want to watch this. And then the music hits, and I'm like, okay. I'm in. All right, I just got it. Cannonball. To be fair, she feels the same way about Transformers. <laughs> but, like, I was not into it. And then the Radish shit song hits, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm down. Totally right. in. So the Cannonball music, cannibal music uh, hits, and we see a white Lamborghini, and it's, it's going at a hefty speed. Mm-hmm. And it passes some cops, and the cop says, wow. I have a white Lamborghini with just two great-looking chicks in it, which is also offensive, I know, <laughs> but sorry. And they blow by him, and, you know, you think, oh, speed chase, but no, they stop as one of the girls gets out and changes the speed limit sign to 155 in this skin-tight little cat suit thing, and she does a little shake of her butt, gets back in the car, and they drive away. Woo! And the one unit realizes, oh, we can't, I can't catch them because they're in a Lamborghini and I'm driving a eight-cylinder police car. Yeah. It's probably not a fair fight, but they can't outrun the radio. But just then, ha-ha, she did pass the second cop car. And he goes, wow, you won't believe this. There's two great-looking chicks. They say it over and over and over That's again. all they say. More highway, <laughs> high, more highway hijinks ensues. And the two great-looking chicks... Stop and get their ho- their car hosed they off. They pull into a construction site. And they wash off the white paint to reveal a red. red Lamborghini. And the ladies thank the men for the hose job. Mm. <laughs> and they drive away. They are two great looking chicks, though. <laughs> they're really pretty. But they have great personalities. And, you know, they're fun to talk to. They have good... I don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> Because they Based on what use their feminine wiles to steal people's cars. A lot. So, a lot. so, now so they I don't think they do. But then they just they, leave them wherever they break down. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get to that. There's some All great right, so, this, chicks, so now in the red Lambo, 
they passed the same cop and says, you're not going to believe this, but now there's a red Lambo driving by me. And it has two great-looking chicks in it. Not the same two great-looking chicks, because in their mind, all great-looking chicks are the same. Well, how good a look are they getting at these great-looking chicks? I don't you know, in a Lamborghini, and you can't really see in the fucking Lamborghini. You can't no. really see in it, and they're going really fast. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just assuming they're great-looking chicks by the quality of their fluffy-ass hair. <laughs> we are. This is just like a, a stone's throw away from the 70s. So. Yeah, still got a fluffy hair. All right. So now they, they stop, fix their makeup, and they're ready to head to Redondo Beach, California. I've been there. It was cold, but that was in February. <laughs> <laughs> they're ready for the cannonball. It's 150 miles away. They'll get there in an hour flat. Which means they're going to be uh, hauling some tuchus. Mm-hmm. And we cut to JJ, who's checking out the human rocket, and we see Victor is inside. Victor's scared. JJ offers, you know, if you can't do it, we can have him do it. Him doesn't come unless there's grave danger to human life. You should give him a call. <laughs> that was a good line. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had watched the previous Cannonball movie, you would know... Who him is. Who well, you, you figure it out. You didn't know who him was? <laughs> no. You know that... Uh, well, in the first movie, spoilers, we're going to... A little bit. He, Dom DeLuise keeps referring to him most of the movie, and you don't get to meet him until the end. Mm. Captain Chaos. Dun, dun, dun! Sorry. Well, we meet him rather quickly in this one. Because yeah. the cat's already yes. out of the bag. Victor right. has a alter ego... And his alter ego has an alter ego. Yeah, Captain USA. <laughs> JJ! We don't get to see him, though. No, he doesn't make it. He doesn't come back. All right, so then JJ walks away, and we find a TV reporter who's telling the world about how revered the human bomb will be. Women will want him from all over the world. They'll fall at his feet. Well, JJ can't have that. Wait a minute. He's like, wait, I need those kind of accolades. <laughs> I mean, he's Burt Reynolds in the early 80s. I'm sure he's having a hard time finding um, company. <laughs> Was he still with the... Uh... Lonnie, Lonnie at this time? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm very curious. <laughs> Either way, he wasn't lonely long. <laughs> All right, so then we find that uh, JJ now wants to switch. He says, hey, we need to switch. But dun, dun, dun! Who's in there? It's Captain Chaos. And he says, Captain Chaos, we're going to switch. And Captain Chaos says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now and we are off. And JJ's on the bottom of this plane, and there's an uh, alcoholic pilot flying the pilot the plane mm-hmm. and he shoots the bomb but he just shoots it a little off a little early and JJ's yelling the entire time as he skids and breaks <laughs> through vehicles and buildings hits the, the the hay and we find that the human missile or human bomb rather has been compressed but JJ <laughs> just walks out and he's just a little shaken he's alright yeah no problem no worries here this is the 80s they didn't have spinal injuries yet. Nah. <laughs> they didn't come out till the late 90s <laughs> so then Victor says if we do this 10 times a day in a year we're going to be billionaires and he starts ripping up a message a telegram if you will this was before texting <laughs> he says what was that he says, I was in, they were doing the cannonball run again but we don't need that we don't need to be millionaires we're going to be billionaires <laughs> so JJ sticks some hay in his mouth he's like I'm not doing this 10 times a day alright 9 <laughs> he, yes dear he didn't marry Lonnie until 88 hmm. and they got divorced in 94 so he I'm sure was quite the hoe puller mm-hmm. <laughs> the hoe puller mm-hmm. hey they weren't nice young ladies you just want to talk about philosophy and shit they <laughs> could be great ladies but I always refer to a gentleman who gets a lot of ass as a hoe puller despite the fact that those women probably are not hoes at all <laughs> she's not a hoe faux show alright <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. So now we cut to the entire cast of The Godfather. 
<laughs> minus, <laughs> minus of course, you know, all the really big actors. Yeah. There's, there's no, um, there's no James Caan. Uh, Chino, there's no James Caan, there's no Marlon Brando, no. none of that. But all the B players. Yeah. Chief and the head of the family now is Don Cataloni, played by Dom DeLuise. With a shadow it, over his face. Who plays this exact same character in just about everything he's in. Yeah. Well, he also plays the same character in a Mel Brooks movie. Man types? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so... He does he, a really good Brando impression. Yes, he does. But anyway... That reminds me of a review we have. Tony, who was that who did the review? It said the, um, the writing thing you did. Hmm? The writing thing. Oh, uh, you sound about <laughs> shit. His wow. friend's blog. <laughs> Guns are terrible. Right. You can't just spill stuff on me. <laughs> well, she had a very nice thing to say, except for the, ter- <laughs> the terrible impersonations. That was me. I was like, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> we all knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all done some terrible impersonations. It, w- it wasn't a shock. <laughs> But anyway, we'll get back to that, giving that thank you shout out in a minute. And the Godfather here, talking about how he put his son in, in charge, made him the Don in Las Vegas. Don, Don. And they need help moving forward, so he sends these mob guys to go help. Judging more than just the cover. There you go. It's a blog. She uh, reviews mo- um, books and I think occasionally movies, but she did a review on our podcast. All right, well, friends, check that out. And thank you for listening. And I know I'm trying to get better on the on the accents and stuff. <laughs> we don't actually want him to get better on the accents. We just want it to stop. <laughs> but he won't listen to us. Because I won't do that, fool. Because <laughs> it's his own very well, special way of sprinkling fairy dust. At least I'm not using big hand movements when I'm reviewing like somebody. Mm. All right. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with gesturing when you talk. It, it is for Tony. You almost hit him in the eye. <laughs> All right, so now well, we I gave him safety goggles for a reason. Right, well, <laughs> if he's not going to wear them, then that's not my problem. So that's we true. cut to Don Don, who's being grilled now by our four um, no-neck men here. And uh, they're very intimidating to him at first, but later they become his stooges, like, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So we come to find out there is an outstanding marker of $30,000 to Miss Defend the Bomb. And we're going to cut to Jill and Marcy. Who have already destroyed their Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Leave it on the side of the road. And open. They, <laughs> open. Yeah. Trunk open. And doors open. Yeah. It's not their Lamborghini. They'll yeah. call whoever's it is. And well, let they know said where it they're is. like, it's your turn to call them. No, it's your turn to call them. So this is not the first car that they wrecked of this dude. Yeah. I mean, fool me once, shame on me. Or shame on you, fool me twice, shame <laughs> on me. Like, what the hell's wrong with this dude? Well, I don't think they have beer flavored nipples. <laughs> They have to. Sure have something. Even if they're perfect with great placement, I don't Drop think they're real flavored. Red, red contouch in the fucking middle of the street. You better have something going on. Well, this isn't the first car. That, so first of all, they had another car wrecked it, and he's like, "All right, we'll take the Lambo." Yeah. What was the car they wrecked first? Yeah. So now, anyway, just then, uh, another guy pulls up in uh, another muscle car. Hey, is it stock? No way. Blah 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 blah. They shake their boobies at him, and they jump in the car. Well, first an old man showed. Rolls up in a sedan asking if they need help. And they're like, is this car stock? And he was like, yes. And they're like, move on. Beat it, Grandpa. Yeah, they're very dismissive of him and rude. Mm-hmm. So the next I mean, guy has something that they want. he was kind of a want. creeper leering at them. But still, he did pull over offering to help them. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So then we cut to Jackie Chan and Jaws from James Bond. Yep. Does I, he have a name in this movie? He does, but I don't remember what, like what Arnold or something like that. Which what? The dude with Jackie Chan. Jaws. Oh. In my notes, he's Jaws. <laughs> That's what Tony called him. And at first, I was very confused because I thought he was talking about Jaws the movie. The shark? <laughs> and I was like, what character was he in Jaws? <laughs> well, James Bond, he has metal teeth and he, he's, you know, a big bad guy. And I've never seen that two movie. two Bond movies, right? Two. Arnold. Arnold, see? There you go. All right, so Arnold... And what's Jackie? You can call him Jaws Jackie. He's Jackie. (laughs) Well, I have them as Jackie and Jaws. Jackie Chan plays a character named Jackie Chan, (laughs) Mitsubishi engineer. He has great range. Well, Tony Danza also plays a guy named Tony, so. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) I mean, that's their. What's this character's name? I don't know who is it. Tony Danza's character's name is Terry, no last name. (laughs) No, he says Tony. It's uh, clearly here, Terry. Well, in the movie. We're gonna get to it, but he says, "Hi, I'm your I'm your nephew Tony from Brooklyn." <laughs> that could just be him <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> and they were like, "Leave it." <laughs> All right. Anyway, so now um, Jackie and Jaws are in a plane, but they're not in a plane. They're in the car in a plane, and they don't have clearance to land. So they decide they're gonna bust out of this plane in the car and drive away. Vin Diesel will be proud. Yeah. This is, this is before Fast and Furious, you understand? Like, little Vin Diesel saw it and went, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Now, for some reason, these two get chased by the police just like that. Yeah. They're on a runway, and the police are there. They're not on a runway. They're on a street. Still. Cars <laughs> have to veer off to not get hit by the plane. This is reckless driving. <laughs> if, I had ever, if I have ever had to describe well, rest, reckless driving, if there's this ever a way to evade driving. the police, here's how. Because what you do is you say, "You got anything?" Yeah. Jackie makes the car levitate. Boom. Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi in the '80s, way ahead of their time. So now we're gonna cut the Fender Bomb, who's played by the great Sammy Davis Jr. and Blake, played by the even greater. Dean Martin. <laughs> They're right outside of Blake's hotel room. Fenderbomb wants to come in and talk to him, but Blake's busy. You know what I mean? He's got a little. He's got a little company. I ain't that a kick in the head. <laughs> and in this scene, Sammy Davis Jr. references his song "Candyman." Yep. And Dean Martin Candy. references his song "Everybody Loves Somebody." Yep. Which I think are like their biggest songs. I don't know, but anyway. So. He won't open the door because we know it's, it's business time. He's got his business socks on and everything. He's ready to do business. He took out the he recycling. Made a, he mm-hmm. made a couple of martinis, really yeah. dry. <laughs> He's like, well, I make a dry martini, <laughs> ding, because there's no martini in the glasses. Just then, we hear a knock. It's Fenderbomb. Open the window. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but he opened a window in a hotel room. I was thinking that, too. I was like, like um, On the, like, 18th floor. <laughs> yeah. Like, how old is this movie? You can how open many, up windows in a hotel. How many suicides before they said, you know what? <laughs> Jeez, People shouldn't open these. Don't open. <laughs> you can't open windows anymore at hotels. No. So that's how old this movie is. And Fentabomb has, um, he's got the window washer out there. And he's like, hey, they're doing the cannibal run. It's a million dollars. So, mind you, he looks over. Dean has this nice, young, blonde, attractive woman in his bed. P.Y.T. Pretty young thing. Thank you, uh, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Good song. <laughs> and he just leaves her. Leaves her yeah. to jump in the. Um, they had to get to Redondo Beach. Give me ten minutes. I was like, <laughs> can he not said. go in I, the morning? I don't understand. <laughs> um, well, he Dean Martin in this movie is one of his 
last films, and he's an older gentleman, and it might take longer than ten minutes. <laughs> and I don't know how long it's going to take them to get to Redondo Beach. This is before Viagra. Yeah. Mm. So maybe he just has to say... He did drink a few martinis. Like, I don't know. Mm. Elaine might, be, might have found a thread here. Why don't you pull on that? <laughs> Not Dean. Dean was like the mark. Never mind. I don't know anything about his plumbing, so I don't know what's going on down there. But maybe he really was like, did the math in his head and like, I don't got time for both in a million (laughs) dollars. Anyway, so he leaves a nice blonde thing in the the bed and he hops. And they don't even go out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Jump out the window. Mm -hmm. It's not faster to use the scaffold. Wait, you see Batman and Robin walking up the side of it. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't First Wives Club. And (laughs) Dean asks Sammy, which... Where, where, where'd you get the scaffolding? And Sammy says, I thought this was the elevator. <laughs> we trust these guys driving cross-country, right? Yeah. These are, well, see, if you'd watched the first one, you'd know how great these two drive. They didn't win. <laughs> they were drunk the entire time. <laughs> They're not fathers. They're mothers. <laughs> Cut to the doctor uh, from the first movie, which Carly doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So this doctor here was with um, J.J. and Victor in the first movie. And they had the finger. Mm, was a big thing. You, and the sheik hires he w- him. He's a proctologist originally, mm-hmm. and he's very creepy. He is creepy. Mm-hmm. He was creepier in the first one. Well, now the sheik hires him to, to take care of his royal ulcer before they get to <laughs> so they get to Cal- uh, Connecticut. And we cut to C- Sam and Dina there, and they're having a drink. Shocking. Um, Jackie and Victor are there, and they get insulted a little bit. Dean's trying to pick up girls in his new priest outfit, but it's not working because he's dressed as a priest. Yeah. This is a throwback to the first movie. Mm-hmm. And J.J. and Victor are talking about how they want to get some women. And J.J. says, you can have one of mine. Victor's like, oh, that's so sweet. You give me one of yours? Yeah, no problem. Have one of mine. He's like, I don't think I can handle one of yours. <laughs> he's like, probably not. Just then, J.J. spies Julian Marcy. And he goes up and he chats him up a little bit and he leaves. And here comes Victor with drinks. <laughs> and he left <laughs> He left his buddy. He just said he can have one of mine. I guess not. Not one of these two. What's the, what happened that night, Elaine? What do you think? I don't think it's any of my business. Mm-hmm. And what happens between three consenting adults is only their business. Mm-hmm. And it was the 80s and God bless them. A little booger sugar and they're on their way. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. No? They don't. They didn't seem like the kind of ladies that did drugs. Probably not. Well, you never know. I don't think they actually did anything because later she says something like that. Because they're talking and she, and she goes, "I bet you he's telling us all kinds of lies or something mm-hmm. about what happened last night." Home, so I they probably just had a couple of drinks and then rolled out. I don't think it matters. Yeah. yeah whatever three consenting adults do is their own business. Mm-hmm. Elaine is very stern on this. Or no judge. Consenting adults in a midget. <laughs> Well, because a lot of times you'll say stuff in movies, we'll be watching movies, and somebody will be promiscuous, and you'll say something, and I'll be like, so who cares? <laughs> so who cares? So Dean and Sam. John's a paladin. So. That's right. And Dean and Sam, you're what? <laughs> 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 I was waiting for that. Just continue on. Bless you, my son. All right, so Dean and Sam, you're talking about still owing Don Don $30,000, because Sammy has just spotted some of the collection guys. You know, the B-Squad from The Godfather? Yep. 
and they try to go out the back, but they run into somebody else. And this person is known to them because this person who catches them is in Ocean's Eleven, the original, with them. Part of the heist, which is a little thing there, but... Mm, I still haven't seen that. The original? You should. It's not bad. We watched Ocean's 8 last night. Did you? Yeah, Which we thing? did. If it was its own movie, if it was just, you know, not Ocean's, if mm -hmm. it was like Sandra Bullock and her friends break and, and steal some... Good movie. Hmm. The problem was it was Ocean's 8. No. It's like, it's not as good as the other one. Mm -hmm. we, we both agreed it was a good movie. If they had done it as a standalone heist movie mm -hmm. without the Ocean's connection, it would have been a great movie. Mm. And by great movie, it would have been a good it movie. Been a great movie cause it, but it was... The, like, the things they did to tie it in dragged it more than helped it. Right. Gotcha. And honestly, not to review that movie too, good. but the problem is that you have Debbie Ocean, who's ultimately going to be compared to Danny Ocean, mm -hmm. and Sandra Bullock is not as charismatic as George Clooney. She d doesn't push him. It'd be like if you did another Fast and the Furious movie with a whole new group of people, and then everybody would just be comparing everybody. Like right. Fast and the Furious 3, Tokyo Drift? I don't remember that movie. <laughs> no one does. I watched it once and I was like, "This movie sucks." No one does, and people well, agreed they didn't that, that they they did an entire different thing. They, they did an entire different thing, but it was loosely connected to the Fast and Furious, right. and everybody seems to agree that that movie isn't terrible. But when you compare it yeah. to the Fast and the Furious yeah, movies, it, it just doesn't belong. A lot of remakes are like that. Right. You know, you're like, "Wow, this is not a bad movie." It's just this, you know, like did you see Total Recall, the remake? Yeah, mm -hmm. it wasn't bad. But it, it wasn't was Total Recall. It wasn't Total it had Recall, nothing yeah. to do Like with Point Break. wasn't Point Break. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to see that one, but... And that one, I think, is bad. Hmm. <laughs> point Break was bad, yeah. But anyway. So, where are we now? We interrupted our review to bring you a mini-review. <laughs> and back... Ooh, okay, Sammy so... Sammy and Dean are escaping Sammy and Dean out the are at gunpoint with, with well, the B-Squad. <laughs> and the Sheik walks in and says, Oh, you guys, wingtips, hands them a stack of cash. Buy yourself a clothing store. Ouch. And I was like, how much money is in that stack? Is it 30000 Are we clear? I think we're clear. Like, there you go. All I right. think they are clear. <laughs> so now, I swear this is the guy's character name, Jaime. Yes, it is. And the guys come in. These are a different mob group. And they're there to scare Don Don. Don Don owes them $9 million. <laughs> Don Don Plus gives, interest. Plus, or, or is that no, that's, that's with the interest. That's with the juice. So Jaime gives Don Don one day to pay off his debt <laughs> and scares him. This is uh, Taylor, Taylor Savalas, and on his way out, he recommends the Players Club. <laughs> Carla doesn't Who get that. Who loves you, baby? It's all good. Not to be going. confused with the Players With Yourself Club. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the answer to that question is yourself. Yeah. All right. No, Players Club. Sound right live. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to cut to Tony Danza and Melvin. I like how I call him Tony Danza and the other guy by his character name. <laughs> It's Terry. Terry and Melvin. It's Terry Danza. No, no, it's Tony. <laughs> it's Terry. Really? Because in the next... Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> you just misheard because you think that they're going to say Tony because it's Tony Danza. We have the movie. We're watching it right when this is over. <laughs> and what happens is we find their Uncle Cal. And he says, hey, Uncle Cal, I'm your nephew Melvin from like North, North, Carolina. North Carolina. And he's like, yeah, how you doing? I'm your cousin Tony from Brooklyn. It's Terry. <laughs> it's Tony. It's Terry. He says, you're my sister and my brother's child. <laughs> All kinds of shit. And they I go, didn't even try to follow the genealogy on that. And movie. they go a little bit uh, rednecky racist there. Because this movie's going to offend everybody. And they're not going to discriminate. So, they need a car because they're cannonballers, you see. And They're at, cannonballers who don't have a car. <laughs> right. I think maybe they signed up for the wrong Kind of missing the important part. But as Cal had Uncle Cal had pulled up, there was a, a chimp driving the car, you see. 
And it looks like the chimp's driving, but no, no, he's got it all set up to where Uncle Cal's driving in the back. Cal so owns a car dealership, and yeah. this is his gimmick mm-hmm. that he has a monkey driving around in a limo. So easy, a monkey can do it. So they go inside and talk about it, and the monkey's just being a little shit. He's throwing stuff, he's slapping him around. He's being a monkey. He's being a monkey. So Uncle Cal's like, I'll give you a car, but you got to take that hairy son of a bitch with you. Deal. All right, so and we're out. There's a lot of cuts, like real quick, real quick. Yeah, and this movie it's a lot of characters. And it doesn't inta- and what I noticed is it doesn't tell you where you are every time. Like nowadays, when it cuts, it tells you where you are. Yeah, it'll be like London. England. I would have liked to have known as we travel across the country. Where are we? Well, we back then, have to guess. see, it's real easy to put up a, a graphic now. It says yeah. London. Yeah. Back then, it was probably a lot harder because <laughs> there was a cartoon bit in the middle <laughs> or near the end. Yeah, that was near the end. Yeah, well, all right. So we cut to the nuns who are who are leaving, and they go to a coffee shop. They're betting Veronica. They are um, actresses playing nuns in right. Sound Shirley of Music. Ma- Shirley MacLaine and Mary Lou Henner. Mary Lou Henner, the girl yep. from Taxi. I forgot Shirley MacLaine, welcome back. She's all, uh, the, I don't remember the Rat Pack, so she, mm-hmm. I just would love to have been a fly on the wall for that. Warren Beatty's sister. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, and they're not really nuns, but they overhear J.J. and Victor talk about what they're going to do with all their money. So, what do they do? They hitch their wagon to the boys. They spill their coffee and join their heroes at their table. The Order of the Immaculate Chastity is the name of their... <laughs> <laughs> They're made up. Yeah, nunnery. And all of a sudden, they have uh, a thing. They have to leave for the lepers, you know. There's yeah. lepers they have to heal. In, in Which, the Big Apple. Yeah, in the Big Apple. So we cut back to the mob guys who've come up with an idea of how they're going to get the money for Don Don. <laughs> what they're going to do is they're going to kidnap what they call the Arab. It's like, oh, well... First, you're going to hold him up. They're like, no, no, we'll ransom him instead. This is when Don Don goes from being afraid of the B-Squad to in control of the B-Squad here. And we cut back to the start of the race. We see lots of high-performance vehicles. General J.J. McClure is there with all of his medals, including a Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> Victor is there looking like a sad sap. He's like a Lance Corporal or something. With 40 years service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're a career army man. You look great. Goes to tell you, you want a medal? You have any of my medals? And he goes, any of them, JJ? Any of my medals? He takes the Medal of Honor. Oh, that's great. <laughs> CMH takes it right off him. What's funny about that is now the general has to salute the Lance Corporal, right? Because <laughs> no matter who you are, if someone has a Medal of Honor, you salute the medal. Mm, I didn't know that. Yep. They shouldn't have had it. So, <laughs> yeah. so you can somehow acquire one as like a private. I'd walk around all fucking day. <laughs> but. Usually people who get the Medal of Honor are dead. Yeah. So. It's very rare. Anyway. All right. So we're greeted by the nuns again. And they're talking about how they have to get to the Big Apple for all the lepers. Because if there's a place full of lepers. Anyway. New York. Dean and Sammy have changed their clothes and now they're dressed as cops. (laughs) And they see the nuns. And like, that gimmick won't work. We tried that last year. We were dressed (laughs) as priests. Didn't work. And that's when JJ's like, no, no, no. They're real nuns. Oh. The sheet gives a speech and it tells him to remember the golden rule. Elaine, what's the golden rule? When? Nope. Carly? Um, Whoever has Tony? the goals makes the rules. Bam. There you go. Took me a minute. Took me a minute. And since he has the gold, he goes first. And they all have a time card. They have a time card. Yeah. <laughs> so they come up and punch the time card in their card and they drive away. Which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, anyway. I didn't get the gimmicks 
until you told me about the last movie. And now I get it. At first, I was like, why are they dressed up like that? Like, <laughs> Because when you get stopped by the Smokies, you got to have something so they won't stop you. <laughs> it's a race. Uh, illegal race. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're going to get pulled, probably. Because you're probably going to well, fracture a couple speed over laws. over 100 miles an <laughs> Right, so like I'm just saying you got to come up with some way to get past the police, in theory. Yeah, this is pretty much Smokey and the Bandit again. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, so really, just get the fucking tickets and then pay it off at the end. But I mean, it depends on where you go. It might be. If you're doing 100, <laughs> if you're doing 160, they usually take you to jail. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, you know, you're crazy. Anyway, so just as the race starts, who shows up? Him shows up. Oh. Dun dun dun. Thank you. I should have got a thing for that. <laughs> <laughs> if only you had remembered. If only I remembered. You know, I got a little button. All right, when we do Cannonball Run. All right, and the race starts, and everyone punches in, and Bigfoot is there. Fucking Bigfoot is there. Yep. And, of course, Bigfoot runs over a car. Of course. The car, the gentleman that gets out of the car that Bigfoot runs over is the director. Oh, okay. Mm. wonder if that was his Porsche. Probably not. Fun fact. Probably I, not. I doubt it. <laughs> All right, so we cut to the mob guys who are planning to kidnap the Sheik, and we cut back. And Jackie's there, and Jackie's got a smokey on his tail. So what's the first thing Jackie does rather than levitate the car, because that's not going to help. He hits the afterburner, and the thing damn near takes flight. Super nitrous oxide. Mm-hmm. All right, we cut back to the mob guys, who now have a crane apparatus on their car, where they're going to try to <laughs> grab, grab the, the bumper like car. cartoon claws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we cut to the monkey, flips off an old lady. The old lady crashes through a building and then flips off somebody else. <laughs> Captain Chaos is doing about 110. And Betty pats his leg, and he says, is that a blessing? Chaos hits the gas. Whoa. And the officer is in pursuit. They get pulled over. Um, we, we drive by, we see Bigfoot has a flat tire. The mob guys try to uh, hook the sheik's car. But wouldn't you know what happens? Only what happens when they grab the car. The car rips in half. I Their don't understand. Their car rips in half. <laughs> I don't understand. They're, I they're, totally had forgotten oh, about this, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? Because they hit the brakes. Happen. They hit the brakes to try to stop the Sheik's car, but the Sheik's car just rips off the front of their car and... It yeah. keeps going. I thought it was just going to take the bumper off, and That's the what Sheik's I thought car it was, was just going to keep going. That would have made more sense, and that would have been funny. Sense. But instead, they, yeah. their car, the whole front end, just bloop, gone, and, and then they crash. We see that JJ and, and Captain Chaos... Well, the Sheik doesn't notice that he's driving around with half a car. <laughs> and it's not there the next time we see the Sheik's car. So how'd they get it off? Well, JJ and Captain Chaos, is, they're in pursuit now. A cop is trying to get him, but he drove a little bit faster and harder than he should have, and they lose the cop because he just spins out and crashes. Mm-hmm. The mob guys have a helicopter now with a giant <laughs> magnet on it. These mob guys <laughs> should take some of the money they're using to acquire all the stuff and perhaps put it toward the debt. That's nine million dollars. No, but they got a helicopter. They got a plane. They got <laughs> 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 electromagnet. They have they a, a specially giant... fitted bump car. Yeah, they have an electromagnetic. And they're getting all this stuff like this. <laughs> well, guess what? This doesn't work. They hook to the sheik's car up, up and away. Nope. They haven't figured out that they don't have enough soft top though. Yeah, whatever. But they don't have enough. They don't have enough power to lift. They don't have enough lift. I thought there was going to be a gag like where their watches got stuck to the ceiling or something, but no, they didn't really do anything with it. But no, they go into a tunnel, and as the sheet comes out the other side, mob guys aren't there anymore. So this would have killed them. Yeah. 
But Engine yep. I was shocked. Still be stuck to the fucking uh, top yes, of the car. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked when they came out of the tunnel and yeah, the magnets gone and that the helicopter fit in the tunnel to begin. You know, I have a phrase <laughs> for something like that when that happens, like when you're in a. It's unbelievable. When you have a zeppelin. And all of a sudden, you steal a Zeppelin, and there was a Zeppelin that was in line, you know, and mm-hmm. decided, I'm going to take that exact path you're on. Is it a phrase? That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> when that it's whole helicopter went of, into the tunnel, I was like, what? It's probably more of, that's expensive. <laughs> We're just going to pretend that we crashed inside the tunnel so that we won't have to wreck a helicopter. Right. All right, well, anyway, let's, let's, let's talk about something more. Yeah. They only had $20, so $20 million. it's time to feed the monkey. And Tony's busy drinking beer. He can't do it. He has to have milk do it. Melvin, you feed him. It's your turn. I fed him last time. As Tony's sitting in the back drinking a beer, driving the car, <laughs> Melvin goes out the window to hand the monkey a banana, mm-hmm. and the monkey slaps him because he's mean. He's a mean old monkey. And we cut to the nuns and the boys, and they're for some reason having a singing along. Singing along. Sing along. Singing along. No, it's forever now known as a sing along. Singing along. So they're just going to keep singing along. It's like you do. Singing along. That's a good impression for you. No. So anyway... <laughs> Victor decides to ask them about their order, but just then, like, no, no, we don't want to talk about that. It's time for us to go to sleep. So they hold up a sheet and take off their the habit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're having impure thoughts about the nuns. So well, you can see the silhouettes of sexy ladies up against the sheet. And they're speaking very loudly about what they want to do to them, and the only thing separating them is the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm. Yeah, they're having impure thoughts. Very suspicious. All right, we cut to the morning. And we're being pulled, and J.J., and Victor are being pulled over. Victor steps out, as does JJ. They tell the officer, we have a nuclear emergency. And this officer is very impressed by there being a general there. Holy shit, it's a general. The officer wants to call it in, but just then, Homer Lyle, that is his name, <laughs> Homer Lyle. Mm-hmm. So they, bad. they didn't get sued for this either. <laughs> I mean, well, no. you can't, I guess. Oh, you sure can because he is wearing the clothes and has all the. But he's Homer Lyle. It's a this totally is, different character than Homer Lyle. This is WWE Kyle. character rema- you know, remastered rules. Uh-huh. Here. Did you get Homer Lyle, Carly? No. You ever heard of Gomer Pyle? No. Okay. <laughs> well, just then Homer Lyle pulls up and finds that he's on his first three day pass in two years. Mm. Two years, his first time we got a three-day pass. And so what does J.J. do? He says, all right, well, that's canceled. You're driving for me now. <laughs> Get in the car, and they drive away. And the officer wants to call it in because this is a little hinky. He senses something <laughs> <A little>. wrong. <laughs> it's a little hinky. Just then the nuns pop out. And he's like, oh, they're here for their important mission because they're on a nuclear emergency. They're on their way to Connecticut. What's the emergency? They ran out. Why the nuns? <laughs> in case we don't make it. <laughs> He can't get, tell you much more because he has nuclear breath. <laughs> so the cop buys all that. Of course. He decides to let him go. But just then, J.J. warns him about two imposter officers in a red Corvette. They're, they're commies. They're commies. Just as police. <laughs> they're commies. <laughs> all right. So we cut to Dean and Sammy now. We're being chased by the police. And two police cars. I don't know they how. Have, they can hear it. They have like CB radios uh-huh. or something. And, yeah. I don't know how, but they're like, commies? I've been called a lot of things. I've never been called a commie. <laughs> All right. I'll, they lose the cops, not like, like you do. And eventually they catch up to J.J. and Victor. And Dean says, I'm going to make a private out of that, General. <laughs> and runs him off the road. Mm-hmm. Cut to Julie and Marcy. Guess what happened? Their car broke Their down. Car broke Son down. of a bitch. They must be getting the wrong... So, unlucky. so, wait a minute. When they jumped in the car with the guy, 
He was there. So what did they do to the guy? That's Which not guy? Me. The guy whose car it was. When they got pulled up on the side of the road, there was a guy who drove away. Oh, they well, both they... got one one seat. So well, they what... left him before they started the cannonball. Did they kill this man? No, they probably <laughs> left him in the hotel room where they, they had all the... Pos- pr- promised him a weekend he'd never forget. Apparently that's their M.O. Yeah, yeah he's never going to forget it because he's going to be paying for his brand new car <laughs> all next weekend. For some reason, every time the guy's like, oh yes, here's my keys. When you come back, we'll have a weekend I'll never forget. None of these guys are like, no, a weekend now, then you can have the car. <laughs> so well, they're no. on a time constraint. <laughs> this is what I want to know. The cars broke down. There's a gentleman there hooking it up to a tow truck. <coughs> but he just happens to have oh God. a fucking yeah. badass motherfucking car right there. How did that... Four on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's how we get the around. Because <laughs> the yellow car is next. Because yeah. when the green car breaks down and they're getting in the yellow car. and the, and the But they're on the side of the road. So how is there both a tow truck and the yellow car? Well, don't worry about that. And they they use their proper assets to get it. And, and we cut to some sets too. And we cut to some bikers who were giving um, some people a hard time because back in these days, all bikers were bad guys. Of I, don't, course. I don't understand. It's an Asian grocer. Not in my experience, but okay. No, not in mine either. We have to offend every group. You already said that. That's true. That they're, <laughs> they're gonna get them all. There's a box. We'll check it. Yep. <laughs> So Jackie gets out for some reason. It's an Asian grocer, and they decide to pick on Jackie. Jackie gets scared first and walks away, but then goes back. He doesn't to Jaws. get scared. He asks for help. Jaws is like, yeah. Um, he holds up a watermelon. And is like, hey, cut this. So he uh, chops it, and then Jaws sits down, starts eating watermelon. Jaws says, "There's only a dozen. You can take them, but first, <laughs> cut open my yeah. watermelon." And there's watermelon all over his <laughs> all white over front of yes, jumpsuit, all down his front. It does disappear in the next scene that we see and, him. <laughs> and Jaws wasn't wrong because Jackie beats the shit out of all of them. Handled the business. And uh, and <laughs> so he finds a nice young. Um, He's so impressive. Asian young lady, who wants. Can you come meet my parents who are standing right there? I'm <laughs> I like, want to bring right, well you done. home for dinner. She's so impressed. She wants to bring him home for dinner, but that's when Jaws decides. Jaws is like, no, nope, we have to go. Jaws can come too. Did they even get anything at this store other than I guess the watermelon? Free watermelon and an invitation to dinner. There you go. They got well, plenty. What was the and point of even stopping? They can always come back. Because he's Jackie Chan and they want to show off his fighting skills. Yeah, because yeah, that was his, his thing. That's the whole point of this scene is to show <laughs> that Jackie Chan is a good I don't fighter. think he spoke English yet. Or still. <laughs> I'm sure he spoke some. Maybe a little, but... <laughs> More than I speak. I uh, did like how they had kind of like in Ocean's Eleven where Jaws would speak to him in English and he always responded in Chinese. Yeah, like the Amazing Yen. Yeah. <laughs> and they just understood each other. Well, why not? If you speak both languages and I speak one and you speak the other, and we just. <laughs> it, it should work fine. It's like Han and Chewie. Right. All right, so we no, that is the worst you've ever seen. Oh, here we go with the impressions. So, uh, of all, what episode number is this? Could you please do that again? Worst impression of the entire podcast is, is done in episode eleven. I was like, what was that? Not, not a cat rape. <laughs> Anyway, so we've cut to the nuns who ain't nuns no more, as they've adjusted to civilian life rather easily. And they get a whole bunch of chili dogs and a six-pack. They even got one for him. uh, Advised for road trip. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, Shirley MacLaine, her outfit. Whoa, what outfit? (laughs) He goes, 
those those are some short shorts. I said she's not wearing shorts. Those are panties. <laughs> yeah, she sure is. But you can tell she wasn't cool with it because she had a giant bag cover in her side, and then like when she walked around, the, she pulled the shirt down. She was not cool wearing this pink panties or whatever. Well, whatever that was. And, and, yeah. and Betty got two, one for Victor and one for him. <laughs> him appreciates it. Yeah. They're not going to appreciate it about an hour into that trip, I don't think, but... No, not that many chili dogs. Mm-hmm. And we cut to the mob guys. Again. They're out there, they have some some target practice, I guess. They're shooting worse than Harley Davidson, I swear. Yeah, they I could, if they were shooting for shit, they wouldn't get a whiff. So there's four mob... You don't get that. Go back with our Harley Davidson Marvel episode. <laughs> there's four henchmen, and this is the only scene we see with the other two. And they have this brilliant plan that they're going to string... A cable across the <laughs> expressway to take out the Sheik's car. It's funny because I was like, I'm not even going to go over this one. Next. <laughs> and of course it backfires. <laughs> so Julia and Marcy destroy another car. Mm-hmm. We're on to car number four now, ladies. And at some point. They evidently don't this, know how to drive. This was my thing. I was like, well, okay. You know what? If you're driving cars, I mean, some of them are. You're driving some cars that aren't meant to go 160 miles an hour. It might blow up after a while. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I it was trucks only are meant to go, even with four, them four, four, with four, car four, trouble, and that bothered me. They were the only ones with car trouble. We didn't see any other car trouble the whole time. <laughs> well, maybe because they were going like, 150 they... versus everybody else going 110. Yes, yeah. but they have to keep stopping. So it's like are you it shifting bothered. gears. Yeah. Well, maybe it was just. Let's see. If the first car trouble was unexpected, that would put them behind while they found another car. <laughs> and then they have to drive oh, super fast to catch up to everybody else, which then causes more car trouble. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. That makes also, sense. every car they drive that. in this mm-hmm. movie, the doors open in a different way. Yeah. A <laughs> yellow that. car scared me because if you flip over, you're just kind of dead. Mm-hmm. You're not getting out. Well, luckily, they didn't have that car very yeah. long. All well, right. I didn't flip. All right, so we cut to the girls who first zip up their, their, the, their jumpsuits finally. the tow truck driver here is, is just leaving. He says, can there. you fix it? He goes, I got a tool to fix well, anything they, you need. Which is a great line. And they purpose, you know. So then what do they do when they realize that he's got a 454 on the floor? They zip down because they only have one move. Because it's a good they move. want it him to leave with them. Mm-hmm. They have good boob sets. I don't know about nipple placement. We don't get that far. Yeah. We assume it's pretty good. Well, if this their fourth... You know, car in about a week and a half. <laughs> the funny thing is, the fir- the hot chick duo in the first movie, mm-hmm. they're no, uh, their jumpsuits have a lot more cleavage. Yeah, like when they zip them down, like their boobs are falling out. They were pressed mm-hmm. up against those zippers. These, these are really more, gotta try to get you to see it. <laughs> these are more actual jumpsuit jumpsuits, which I guess shows have a, the lift. Yeah, which isn't as sexy. I mean, although the ladies in the second movie are much prettier than the ladies in the well, first Daisy movie. Duke. In my personal opinion, in my personal standards of beauty, that doesn't mean anybody was unattractive just for me. <laughs> Disclaimer. But the ones in the first movie had better boobs. So you either get bigger boobs or prettier girls. Yeah. Right? I think so. Well, anyway. Okay. So, we know how that works out. Jackie's got another smoky on a six. But the afterburner sends them into a lake. Oh, shit. No, they're dead. No, no. They no. Nay, nay. Mode. They put in submarine mode. You some bitches. Submarine mode. But they... What, they let loose a bunch of... Debris. Like, debris and stuff mm-hmm. to make it look like they sank. And then Give they, the like, oil, oil and stuff. And they're like, oh, they're gone. 
Jackie checks, <laughs> make sure everything's okay. The cops that were chasing him take off their head. Oh, we were just doing our job. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie checks it with the periscope because every Mitsubishi in the 80s had a periscope. Uh-huh. Right next to the Atari. Had a Pac-Man. <laughs> he wasn't very good at it. All right. Just then we see some fishermen right there. They're fishing. One guy saw about it. It was so big. The picture weighed 13 pounds. <laughs> oh, they hook. The, what is this? A Datsun? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a Mitsubishi. it's a Mitsubishi. <laughs> and all three guys, we've got Moby Dick. Mm. The reel's burning. And, and I'm smoking. like, let go. Yeah. And Tony it, goes, never. <laughs> never let go. I would let go. Yeah, like, I would I let fishing. go. If it's taking the boat, I don't the boat, <laughs> whatever I that fish go. is, it wins. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Meg. I ain't fucking with it. That's <laughs> true. You can't. You wouldn't think there'd be a Meg in that lake, but maybe Lock Us But the bottom of the lake is not really the bottom right sulfur <laughs> dioxide like. it's just a underneath it cloud. Tony did go home and read that book <laughs> did it get better it was okay I, was didn't, it, I didn't actually finish it but there was some interesting stuff in was it. it better than the movie the the beginning is the third movie we're reviewing this week <laughs> well here's the problem with the book the book, <laughs> the book this book starts out with a prologue mm-hmm. during the Jurassic uh, during the Cretaceous where a T-Rex fights a Meg. And I'm like, why is this not in the movie? Because this isn't, it doesn't have anything to do with the movie, but holy shit, that would have been awesome to see. How does a T-Rex fight a Meg? Well, he's chasing hadrosaurs. There's like a group of hadrosaurs that are running into the water, and a T-Rex chases them, but he can't swim that great, so he kind of keeps going back and forth, and they kind of keep luring him out. And then eventually they kind of split up, and he goes after one, but they can swim, and he dives underwater and swims, and the T-Rex kind of gets stuck and starts trying to come back out, and the Meg jumps on him and pulls him under. So it's not much of a fight. Not really a fight, but it's a cool, it would be a cool-ass scene to see. It would be a cool-ass scene In the theater, as opposed to whatever well, the fuck we Well, maybe the saw. Jurassic World people will put it in their next movie. It cut ten minutes oh, of that. Oh, there's going to be more of them? Yeah. <laughs> like the cut, cut that ten minutes. was so bad. But it made a billion dollars. They're going to make yeah, a billion people stop showing up. It's like the Fast and the Furious. They're going to keep making those till people stop going. And drink And, you know, we all went and saw that movie in the theater. We yeah. paid money for that. I don't We're not going to see the next that one. for the next one. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we cut the JJ and Company, and they find out Homer Lyle hasn't been home in two years, even though he said it when they first met him. Yeah. yeah. But now Betty hears this and is like, oh, you should let him go. Because we're not being nice to this guy. I don't think the I don't think Betty and Veronica knew that he hadn't been home in two years because they were still in the back. That's you true. Missed that part. So they pull over. JJ says, "You've done a fine service. You're done. Here's your medal of honor." And, oh, Poor Victor. Cringed, cringed, cringed a little yeah. bit on that. It's like ah. Oh. I cringed for because now this guy's an actual dude. army guy is going to still go out yes. walking around with yeah. a medal of honor and he's going to get his ass chewed. Yeah. And he's going to be late getting back. He had a three-day pass, and they left him on the highway in the middle of nowhere. In 1984. So he's going to be AWOL. <laughs> in 1984. <laughs> it's yeah. like he can just and go and And then when he shows up, he's got this medal. Like, they just fucked this dude's world. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those wars. Oh, it looks... No, it doesn't look good. It's bad. Where'd it go, JJ? You just went from my favorite character to least favorite character. It was. He this was, was actually... Character? Like the major reason why I he was not even in the running for favorite character. For yeah, well, me. a lot of times in movies back in, in, in times, people were real mean and it was okay. Mm. It was just funny, just like calling people. It's an anti-hero. Yeah. All right. So now the mob idiots now have a prop plane. <coughs> and they land on the road. There's a woman there this time, and she's got tassels on. So they're gonna distract the sheik, and this is gonna be the one that works. 
because it's, it's so boobs. simple. Because boobs. And I was, okay, this happens a lot in this movie. And it's one of the things John has brought up over and over and over again that he hates to see in movies. Girl shows boobs, guy can't do, can't think at all. <laughs> Guys are bumbling idiots and women are And combative. I was like, John that's likes it. this movie? Because that's an ongoing thing in this movie. <laughs> well, I have a question. If you were driving down the highway, okay. and you saw a girl on the side of the road open her fur coat, and there she's wearing a tiny itty-bitty pair of underpants and some pasties, would you stop? Nope. Or would no. you is? <laughs> Or would you instantly think, that's a fucking trap? <laughs> I don't know if I think it was a trap. I would think she might be a little crazy or something. I'll say, Tony, you see that girl with her nipples out? Yep. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's one of those things you'd be like, what was that? Keep going. And you just keep going. It's kind of like when we saw the hitchhiking monks in Italy. It's like, check that out, hitchhiking monks. Kept on going. <laughs> but uh, they, they stop. Because not that we're still picking up hitchhikers. In any capacity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That was grilled into me when I was a kid in the 80s. Well, never, never, never. <laughs> uh, this is a foreign country, but anyway. So, um, and this time they get the sheik because he stopped Oogle Boobs. And <laughs> so one of the mob guys puts a gun to his head. He's like, how dare you put a gun to my head? And he takes the gun and swats it away. And well, his no. slave pops out <laughs> and puts it in the slave's head. That was pretty funny. That was fun. All right. And now we cut back to JJ and the girls who finally come clean and let them know we're not nuns. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I think JJ had figured it out. <laughs> well, when they came out dressed in regular clothes that were not... There? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she came out wearing clothes well, that when he tells clothes. Her, <laughs> when he tells her to get in the car... He knew then, and that. But Victor, he's a little slow. Yeah. Oh, so he needed them to say he's it a explicitly. Lad. Well, <laughs> he hangs out with JJ. Just saying. All right. So now the cops pull over Tony and the monkey, and Larney Rife. That's not his name. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Uh, I think he's just like I think he's billed as like police officer, but in my okay, notes he's okay. Larney Rife. Do you get that one, Carly? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Like, so shit. they are. Uh, Chip officer number one and chip officer nope, number two. No, he's Larney Rife. <laughs> Larney Rife and his partner yeah, think they're on... No. No, think no. they're on candid camera because there's a monkey driving a car. So they go with the bit and the monkey's slapping them and throwing things at them and getting beat up. So they start singing and... I love Don Knotts. Because they Me think too. it's all part of candid camera. Friends, this is uh, punk before punk was a thing. Do you know what punk is? When I was a child, I was in love with the movie The Shakiest Gun in the West. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hot Lead and Cold Feet. No. That was Don, Not or Don Knotts and Tim Conway, too. I love well, Don Knotts. Well, Shakiest Gun Company. in the West is Don Knotts, yeah. but not Tim Conway. Mm. I wanted a leisure suit until I realized those were really out of fashion. <laughs> I had it on VHS and I watched it all the time. I haven't seen it in a really long time, though, but I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> I kind of want to watch Hot Lead and Cold Feet, but. See how bad it is. Well, Carly's never heard of those. Nope. <laughs> it was on the Disney Channel like every day. Yeah, and the Apple Dumpling Gang. We probably yeah, could those do a podcast. Dumpling. Yeah, those don't hold up, by the way. I'm sure they don't. But they I might. See Not even a little bit. They might. Okay. Please watch it before you pick it for the podcast. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> because some of us don't want to have to go through that again. <laughs> all right, so now we cut the JJ. And he sees a bunch of cannonballers are stopped. So what do you do when you see a bunch of cannonballers stopped? You stop. You, you make stop. Fun of them stop. And keep I was surprised. Yeah, I thought. Oh, and we yeah, learned fine. that the mob guys have taken the sheik, and Sam and Dean have all of the details now. 
because everybody's figured out they're the ones who spilled the beans. And they're like, yeah, they're at the Pinto Ranch. How would they know that? But it, he's Dean Martin. He has magic yeah. powers. Well, because he, he knows, knows where knows Don people. Don hangs out. That may be. And it could be. They do owe him money. He does know the king. So Sam has an idea. We'll go see the king. All we right, can't so go to the king. Hey, look, we have royalty in this country, too. The slave says we can't go to the king. He doesn't. He hates his son. And then... But... How? We don't know. I wish they had told us where they were when this happened. Middle America. Because then they all go to see well, I was the like, king. Well, I was like, if it's the king, it's got to be Vegas, right? Yes. It's Vegas or New so Jersey. So did they all drive back to Vegas? <laughs> so yeah, they all drive back <laughs> to Vegas. I mean, I guess they have to because without this, there's no candy. Because they still okay. stole the million dollars that was in the trunk, too. So, so there's no reward money. In they it. all still seem to be in the desert. I mean, clearly the film... The filming of this actual movie hadn't left California. But, <laughs> but they all still seem to be in the desert somewhere, so they could be Arizona, Nevada, any of those places. They haven't they gotten very far in their part 24 in the, hours. They probably filmed this part in Vegas, because mm-hmm. who they go I'm see? Sure. The King? Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. Who's billed as times, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> a couple times, like the cops that were in the last scene, and the tow truck driver, it seemed like we were in the south yeah. kind of not yeah still in arizona or Nevada. <laughs> but then don't worry about that Carly. but where <laughs> they left where I they really left um, told me where this is the same well, universe where you can do with shaky boobies and you i get don't a know car. where <laughs> i don't know where they were located but when they left homer lyle homer lyle in on the side of the road it was nothing but cacti <laughs> So I don't think they were in Arkansas. But it seemed like every person they came across on the side of the road was in the south. Was in the south. <laughs> yeah, they all talked like they were from the eastern south, but they yeah. all looked, but everything looked like it was in the well, western south. <laughs> anyway, so let's cut to the king. And when you hear the king, you think of Elvis, and you're wrong. It's Frank Sinatra. I don't and Frank is here. This is a great scene because Frank plays himself. And what's weird about this scene is that when you see Frank Sinatra, like his, his scenes when he's talking, nobody else was there. Oh, really? Like he came in early, shot that, and every time you see Frank from behind, it's, it's a double. And the two people that, other people in the scene, other than Dean and Sammy, which we know he doesn't have a problem with, is, right. is Burt, and Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. So it's not like there was a whole lot of people there. <laughs> so he would have not been comfortable with Burt Reynolds, I guess. I don't know. But he wasn't there. Or maybe he filmed it wherever he was at. Maybe he wasn't there Could be, but he was in another scene and we'll get to that yeah but Tony but then was again, all excited because of this scene with all of them in it <laughs> but then again his scene his other scene mm-hmm. he's not with anybody he's just a camera on a car right um, they don't well, actually show them well, he does interact with them. does he yeah hmm. they, but that just because I say lines and you say lines doesn't so mean we're talking together well, that's what I'm saying yeah. like maybe, like maybe it's just they're not both in the shot at the same this time this is shot like they would be sitting like we are now but yeah. it's not they probably just said, you know, Mr. Sinatra, do this part. He's like, I'll do it, but, you know, well, Frank you're coming to me, and we're going to film it here. Well, Frank did this because Dean and Sammy told him how much fun they had on the first one. Okay. Because those guys are butts, you see. Mm. This was That's what I hear. This was Frank Sinatra's last um, acting role I in know. film. His last TV appearance was on what show? Young at Heart. Columbo. No, no. Oh, I don't know. Well, his last... The actor is also in this movie. Do, 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 who's the boss? Who's Tony Danza? He was on uh, Who's the Boss? He was on Who's the Boss? Well, his last he played that. Frank Sinatra. I'm sorry. His Tony asks him, what's it like to have all the women and the money and everything? And Frank goes, it's nice. <laughs> Tony's well, like, I knew it. It's a great, it's a great scene. This wow. is his last theatrical, theatrical film. Movie. His last TV film was Young at Heart. Mm. 
Anyway, so. So I remember there was he was on Columbo because I had this thing where I started watching Columbo and then I watched an episode and Ricardo Montalban's in one. I was like, cool ass. And then there's one with Frank Sinatra. I was like, holy shit. And the whole time that Tony's watching Columbo, he kept walking out of rooms and turned around going, one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember you watching a lot of Columbo yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> But after yeah. I watched the Frank Sinatra ones, I was like, I'm done. I don't he made me watch the Ricardo Montalban one. Did you watch Kojak? No. Just out of curiosity. I've never seen Savalas. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so Frank is like, all right, what's the problem now? And we lay, they lay down the problem. And he goes, oh. Picks up his phone and says, get me Don Don. Because, you know, he's Frank. He knows yeah. everybody. That would hope. And we cut to the Pinto Ranch. Where we see Don Don. And he's told that he needs to audition a new act. Because Frank told me he needs to audition a new act. And it's these three girls. Or is it? <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that it isn't. <laughs> it's, it's, they all have facial hair. It's Victor, and JJ. Harry Chess. <laughs> and Fender Bomb. Now, how they got these guys, I guess they was, you know what, we're going to dress you up. They're like, hey, everybody take about six shots, and then we're going to put these dresses on. <laughs> and we, all right. And we cut to the Dean Martin is there and Dean changed his clothes and he looks I think that's just what Dean had on that yeah, day and like we need to put your wardrobe he said work clothes no he <laughs> <laughs> just sat down and he cut, he's like oh these are going to be great and they get a lifetime contract which is great after the little number they have there Jaime and the boys show everybody's up everybody's like uh, this is terrible <laughs> mm-hmm. and they are ugly <laughs> so Jaime and the boys pull up and they pull guns Dean hits the deck the cannellonis are there they pull guns it gets getting really tense in here Don Don's like, no, no, here. I have a million dollars in cash right here, and the rest is in escrow. Jaime takes the cash and leaves and he says, walks I'll out. Take I'm going to take this as, as interest. interest. Yeah. So what, you still owe him you nine million? I thought the nine million He said it was interest. an e- Well, but he said the rest was in escrow. Mm-hmm. So in an account, so he gave him, he had all the money, but maybe he specifically wanted cash, and he was going to take that. I thought he was lying about the escrow account. Well, we find out later he wasn't. <laughs> all right. So then the girls say, "Do you have a restroom?" And they all take off, and the girls give the girls room. You can see the beards and mustaches yeah. through those veils, through and the, veils. the chest hair <laughs> the chest is just hair. exposed. <laughs> It was I did Every- like how Jaime was like, give me some of those. Uh, what did they say? Was, uh, we're on hormone pills. Yeah. He was, give he was me like, some of those hormone pills. pills. <laughs> well, because uh, Bert crushes his hand. He's like, give me some of those hormone pills. He's like, you ever heard of Nair? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now the girls, they stop and, and they attack and they get the money. And they're taken off and they get Dean and they're ready to roll. And they said, no, we got to get the Sheik. And they're breaking to the sheik's room, and we find him tied to a bed. Well, they hear him out front, and they hear at the door, he's like, oh, God, no, stop, and you think he's being tortured, and they open up, and they're and all he's just... tied to the bed. It was tickle torture. Yeah, was and there's three scantily clad young ladies. One in a swing above him. Yeah, all waiting to be the next Mrs. Sheik. And I think, is it Dean that asks, can I? Because I, I want to get one of these, a swing, and the sheik's like, that's fine, we'll get you one, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in my mind, was ad-libbed. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so, and the sheep doesn't want to leave. They have to actually kidnap the sheep. The sheep? <laughs> Him too. <laughs> they tell the sheik, because uh, he's like, oh, more girls, more girls. He goes, no, no, we're men. And the sheik says, Allah will only give, forgive so much. <laughs> because if we haven't offended everybody, let's get let's that last shot in. Get everybody. All right, so they kidnap the sheik and they're on their way. The guns are out. 
I have the finger guns out, people. Visuals. <laughs> Visuals. Now they're getting surrounded. Yep. Guys are coming around every corner. They're coming corner. out of woodwork. All of a sudden, there's real slime balls. Not class acts like we have in this place. And which which Bert had uh, dual revolvers on his hips the whole movie. Yeah. And never pulls them out. Never pulls them they out. They may be fake, but... But you should have gave him like a sand. Sammy can flip those. He's good. Nice. Yeah. They probably were prop guns, probably. I assume. And they say, give me the money. And they all have the, the bag full of money, and they're handing it to the next guy. Yeah. <laughs> And gets all the way down the line, and the Dom D- Victor throws it back to JJ, and JJ kicks it behind him. him. Behind him, like what? There's nothing yeah. there. Which is great. All right. And so it says, "You ever see that uh, movie where you ask for your last meal?" And everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah. He's like, "I would like," and they go down the line of everything they want until they get to Dean. He's like, "Can I see a wine list?" <laughs> uh, just so then, good. all of the cannonballers descend. Why? I don't know. Because it's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe somebody was watching, like maybe on some sophisticated Mitsubishi equipment. <laughs> they were watching it and they saw they were surrounded and now it's time for a beat down. And uh, to be fair, not all of the cannonballers, just the main character yeah. cannonballers. Mm-hmm. Show up and the fight is on. And Tony comes out and he says, it reminds me of Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at this point... Don Don and Sammy aren't fighting. They sneak off because Don Don has pulled a mini- little Derringer and he's got a oh, that's right. Fender the teeny tiniest gun. The littlest mm-hmm. gun. Yeah. And they start talking. Don- now, the, the monkey's in the fight and the monkey's kicking ass and everybody's going. Melvin goes up the stairs to fight a guy and he gets thrown down and he says, Oh, this guy seems pretty tough. Maybe I'll go. And the monkey's like, I got this. <laughs> Monkey goes upstairs and gives him a Judy chop and he comes right on down. And all of a sudden, everybody's throwing around big haymakers. The nuns show up, and they one, two, three, kick. <laughs> Julie and Marcy are there, and they're handling the hose. <laughs> so these two girls now have this big hose, and like, how about this hose job? Very one-dimensional di- one characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jaws is throwing people. Jaws is literally throwing <laughs> it's guys. It's bananas. <laughs> mm-hmm. JJ's <laughs> punching guys left and right. Captain Chaos is there. Dun. Dun, dun. And he grabs and says, look, JJ, a flower. <laughs> because he's Captain Chaos. Jackie's just killing it. He's kicking the shit out of everybody. Uh, Captain Chaos jumps off of the building, takes out a whole gaggle of motherfuckers. It's a lot of fun. Usually I don't get too much into these action scenes like fight scene. Move on. There's a lot of things but happening this, in this one. This one I had to talk about because I liked it. It was funny. And what goes on here, wow, wow, Fender Bomb and Don Don are having a conversation. They're admiring his jewelry. Don Don is distracted by Fenderbaum's expensive, beautiful jewelry pieces. His necklace, his bracelets, his rings. Gets out a jeweler's loop to take a... He says, here, hold this, and passes him the gun. (laughs) Just then, Don Don realizes he done really messed up. Mm -hmm. And they have Don Don, and they got him now. And the sisters help JJ and the Sheik with the three ladies. And we find out, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on here? They got him. And the sheik pops out, what are you doing to my partner? Partner? What are you talking about, partner? Don't do that weird (laughs) Dracula impression you just did. I want to suck your billy. Please don't. Please don't. Whatever that is, stop. (laughs) Apparently the sheik loved this place so much that he... He wanted to buy it. He became partners with Don Don. partners. Just then Jaime's like, I want my money. It's like, oh. So then Don Don's like, partner, I'm going to need a little operating capital. So he goes, how much? He goes... Nine million dollars. Those are dropping the well. I'll give you eighty, so you have some petty cash. <laughs> I've 
I fear for the future of the kingdom he's the prince of. Because he's just like millions, millions, millions. I'm sure he's a multi billionaire. Yeah, he's a multi billionaire. They have oil the money he's coming out the wazoo. Away, yeah, but they've got like trillions out there. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> They'll be all right. Middle Eastern oil sheiks have billions and billions that. of dollars. But he's not even like the, uh, he's one of the lower princes. I know. He's the son of his yeah. ugliest wife. I the other ones that fly Beyonce the only one with the, <laughs> the only reason he was sent to America is he's the only one with the driver's license. Right, yeah. I think his, his brother his, who becomes king is going to be like, look, dude. <laughs> when the brother becomes king, you probably have him killed. Because how many brothers are spending like this? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'm thinking if it was my brother and I was a king of a country, I would, you know, you're spending this kind of money, I'm going to have you bumped off. <laughs> I'm the king now, and what are you going to do? Yeah. All right, so anyway, the sheik now raises the prize money to $2 million, and we're off. Cannonball. Cannonball. No, okay. So no. this this was in Spanish for us. Yeah. You know who sung this? Menudo. Menudo. Oh wow. <laughs> this is wow. Spanish. It's like they're singing in Spanish. And this is when we get the cartoon. They're <laughs> in it sings it in Spanish for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sung by Menudo. Yep. All right. So we see Frank Sinatra pulls up in a um, turbo. Mm-hmm. That was his car. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frank showed up in that car and he was in the movie. And he also doesn't like this. He doesn't like the scene because he didn't realize it at the time. Oh, that's right, yeah. But he's Tony like, told me this. Um, you have to be. I didn't clock in. I didn't clock in, so there's no way he can win. Yeah. So why so, do you have me join a race? I can't win. Right. So he didn't like that, and he's Frank, so I'm surprised he still got him. Anyway, so he, this is the interaction. This is the scene that bothers you that doesn't make sense, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well sure he, he wasn't in most of the. I know. I'm The fact that he picked that he up not... was is pretty astute, I think. But but this is not a movie where it matters. No, no, it doesn't. But anyway, but this is he was on set for, and he has an interaction with Dean and Sam. Yeah, yeah. So that they actually had, and evidently the entire cast, whether they were working or not, like their schedule, everybody showed up. Yeah. When when these three were on stage, of course, were hanging out together, they were telling stories. Everybody kind yeah, of like sat around like, going, "Uh, once in a lifetime, right there." <laughs> I wish I could have been there. Fuck yeah. But yeah, Menudo hits, and they're still off and running. There's a pact between guys that have shaken Frank Sinatra's hand. hand. That's right. And we've both been around long enough that we both Frank Frank Sinatra's hand. That's from our uh, Ocean's Eleven episode. Thirteen. Thirteen, I mean. That was from Thirteen, but yeah. It's more stuff about other movies we're not talking about today. (laughs) Ah, we're we're doing good. Per our usual. But anyway, so we're at the finish line, and we see someone get out. And he clocks in. He goes, you're about four hours and 15 martinis late. <laughs> and that was just Dean. And this was not one of the guys no. who went back to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. There'll be another cannonball run tomorrow. Be here at noon. So I guess they're going to go back the other way. And the king is there. And the sheik explained to his father, don't worry. This time we cannot lose. I've hired the driver. Of this year, of this race, this year the won. winner, the winner, and who was? And he, he says, "I want you to meet him." So the king walks up, and he kisses the monkey. It's Ricardo Montalban, <laughs> which means so, that Tony Danza won the race. Tony and Melvin won the race in a limo driven by a monkey. But they they hired the monkey, yeah, to be the co-driver. And that's because the sheik is so dumb he doesn't realize he wasn't the real driver. <laughs> Although he did drive that limo. At certain times. Yeah. Yes. Actually, that <laughs> is Because true. when they drove through, because they did, he did drive them through a motorhome. And at least if somebody tries to attack him this time, he's got the monkey. True. To try to protect him. 
That monkey was kind of an ass kicker. He was. All right, so what did you think, Carly? All right. My favorite character was Frank Sinatra. I liked the way he fucked with them, but also helped them. He wasn't, like, cruel and unfeeling like a lot of the other people. <laughs> He's like, you can call me Frank. Not, not now. <laughs> Sometime in the future. But he, did, he did help them. It was just in kind yeah. of a funny, fucked up way. My least favorite character was the doctor. Followed closely by the girls that keep using their assets to get cars and then leaving them. And I wrote, mostly all the characters are rather shitty people, and it was hard to pick a least favorite for me. <laughs> My favorite line was, you're, jo- why, uh, you're drinking milk, aren't you afraid it's going to curdle when it reaches your liver? Um, and my favorite scene was the bloopers in the credits. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are usually the best. My favorite tertiary object was Jackie Chan's car with all of the crazy stuff it did. And I don't think it's a surprise, but I'm going to need this movie. <laughs> I don't, if you've never seen it, you shouldn't watch it. It is very offensive. <laughs> Not she's if you're white. <laughs> wow. Even then. And not a Tony's sentiments are not kidding. No, kidding. Tony's baby boats, I'm not kidding. Yeah. But this. <laughs> Say something really offensive, Tony. Baby boats, quick. I'm kidding. If you've never seen it and you don't, I mean, you're not a huge fan of the people who are in it, just don't. Don't watch it. If you're not a huge fan of the people that are in it, that's kind of... Then you were born after 1990. (laughs) Well, that may be true. That may be true. You could be a fan of Tony Danza if you're born after 1990. (laughs) All right. Elaine? Okay. My favorite character is Fender Bomb. Fender Bomb. Good. That's a solid pick. Such a good one. My favorite tertiary object was almost his teeth. (laughs) (laughs) They're very white. They really are. I think they might have been dentures. Uh, I don't uh, know. I don't know the status of Sammy Davis Jr.'s teeth. I do know he has a fake eye, but I don't know if he has mm-hmm. fake teeth. Yeah, he was a um, of a dancer with only one eye. Uh, <laughs> my least favorite character is the Sheik. I just—he's so annoying <laughs> the whole time. Um, my, Thousand thank yous. My favorite line is, "We'll go to the king." The Sheik's father hates him. Hey, we have royalty in this country too. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene is the dance tryout. I love that. It makes me laugh. It's so dumb. Don't know why. And my f- favorite tertiary object is Don Don's tiny gun. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, I'm going to give this movie a May Bay. All right. I was very sad that we did not watch the original. Wow. Because I love that movie and give it the strongest of yays. And then I was so... But then as I was watching this movie, there are parts of it that I just don't care about and I wish it had more of actual racing in it than the mobster plot but some of that mobster plot is ridiculously good fun like the helicopter scene and the wily coyote parts yeah the wily coyote parts are great and the fight at the pinto ranch is funny so there's good stuff here if you like the original give you do yourself a favor and do a double feature but don't make it a triple don't watch that there oh I wouldn't watch that piece of crap but I'm gonna give it a maybe (laughs) Tony? Favorite character is a tie, unsurprisingly, between Ricardo Montalban and Frank Sinatra. Okay. Least favorite character is also the Sheik. He's a 
He's a lot. <laughs> My favorite line is uh, when Dean Martin walks up to uh, Bert and um, Dom, and they're dressed up in their army outfits, and he goes, "It's General Patton in general admission." <laughs> and Bert goes, "Heckle and Jekyll dressed as cops. They ought to arrest their minds for vagrancy." I thought that was good. Back and forth. My favorite scene is the uh, beginning where Bert and Dom are going back and forth with the bomb, trying to decide who's going to go on the bomb. I thought that was hilarious. And my favorite tertiary object is the red Lamborghini Countach. I will also maybe this movie. It's it's a time it's a time thing, you know. It is. It's a but, time piece. But I cannot name a movie that has these people in it. There's okay. I have to tell there's you, too many people in it. When it was over, we watched this on Vudu. When it was mm-hmm. over. Tony gave it five stars. And nice. He said, oh. he said the only reason he didn't give it six was because that wasn't an option. <laughs> now, we Dean rated, Martin. We rated it Frank too. Sinatra. Ricardo <laughs> Montalban. I rated it too because John said, how many stars do you want to give that? And I said... No, that was a different movie. Oh, that was a different movie. We watched this what on did, DVD. What did you... Oh, that's right. We did watch this on DVD. <laughs> we rated the other movie we watched. I'll oh, tell okay. you later. Okay. <laughs> But I would give this a strong three and a half stars. Okay. So I wouldn't give it five. Five. Well, I was sitting there like mouth agape. I, <laughs> I don't give a shit about those. Right? You ever watch Netflix and they're like, uh, "Hey, you should watch Human Centipede." Eight eight stars. You're like, really? <laughs> you should watch this because you like Full House. What? <laughs> like, who, what psychos running well, Netflix? You, well, Netflix doesn't have the star the rating anymore. No, I know they because of Amy, Schumer. Of Amy Schumer. Because yeah. Amy Schumer's got they spent yeah. all that money on her, on her special yeah. and it bombed. Everybody hated it, and they had like zero percent approval, so they got rid of the rating. Yeah. Because everybody couldn't. You know what I wish you could do on Netflix? I wish you could say, "I don't want to see this. Stop recommending it." Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) I'm never going to watch this. Please take it all. All right. Well, let me get my uh, my my shtick in here. My my favorite character is a tie Hmm. between Fenderbaum and uh, Dean and Sam. Yeah. (laughs) No, Frank. Frank wasn't enough for me to have him be a character. He's he's probably John's favorite tertiary object. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My least favorite characters are is also a tie. Julie and Marcy because they're interchangeably useless. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene is when they have royalty in this country too and they go and they meet Frank. Nice. Mm-hmm. You can call me Frank. Not now. Not now. I'll let you know. <laughs> what should I call you? Not Sir. Call, I Sir. call Frank. <laughs> Not now. My favorite quote is uh, Fenderbaum. I've been called a lot of things but I've never called no commie. Blake, I ain't even a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite tertiary object is Frank Sinatra's car because okay. it was his car and I have no other reason I wonder reason. where it's at somebody you think like Jay Leno or somebody owns it probably someone does probably. but the only reason I like it is because it's Nancy Frank Sinatra's still, car and I, I maybe Nancy has it you think he has a lot of more than one kid just maybe Frank Sinatra Jr. has it <laughs> I always well, I forget Adam, about Frank Sinatra person. I know Adam Carolla owns all of Paul Newman's cars so I just didn't know if like maybe Jay Leno or somebody bought it you know how and they are I, I bet you could find this, me- the, this movie because I think it's um, now I was talking about the rose colored glasses thing where you you mm-hmm. watch something as a child and mm-hmm. you remember it that way yeah. and when I first saw this movie I was probably four Yeah. so I don't think I've ever not seen it but I watched it for this time and I was like wow there is a lot of just off the wall like offensive stuff but I don't think about it like that because I think about it like they didn't really mean it like that yeah, they yeah. were just being funny I don't they think they were you, trying to be offensive I'm sure none of them would none of them were being, and, and I say that because um, when I still love a lot of the Rat Pack stuff and they yeah. were you know would be considered offensive yeah and but they were also they the same up. one yeah. how uh, Frank grew up 
you know, poor, fairly yeah. poor, and Sandy. and these were the same guys who were who were actually fighting for social justice yeah. and stuff. Like they were making a change, making yeah. a difference. And if they want to make jokes like that, it was all just that. It was just jokes, and they yeah. didn't really mean it. Um, I think that if you're probably under the age of 35, you shouldn't watch this movie. Okay, so everybody's going to change those to a yay with a caveat. No, because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> because there was. I can't wait for Carly Hu to be. I can't there's wait. There's a very strong social shift in our country that happened. Yes. And I think that if you're over a certain age, you can still enjoy things for the time that they were made and separate that from the current climate of the country. But if you're under a certain age, I think you have a harder time seeing things mm-hmm. and understanding things that in the time period they were made, this was acceptable. Yeah. Uh, not okay and acceptable are not the same thing. <laughs> so, and I feel like, so if you're over like 35, you can see the humor and why it was funny without, because a lot of it doesn't, isn't meant with any harm. Right. Whereas if this kind of jokes were made today, it, still it would be, be deliberate harm. harm. It wouldn't be deliberate harm. People would make it, and they would they lose their mind. There was a, the 80s, It's just not socially acceptable anymore. The 80s were a time where everybody could kind of make fun of everybody, and everybody caught it, so it wasn't a big deal. You know, black people were going, white people are like this, and white people are like, black people are like it, and we all make jokes, and we all laughed about it, and there wasn't a lot of, like, angry hatred like that. Well, here's what you do. If you really need to get delve into this deeper, I want you to watch two shows, The Jeffersons and mm-hmm. All in the Family, and I'll solve Good all the questions. Well, I'm just saying that if you're over a certain age, you can you find yeah. the humor of the time period, you can keep it separate, and if you're under, they you, Blow it's much mind. harder for you. Because they don't get it. All right, Carly? Hey! Also, I'm under 35, and I'm... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, go ahead. Do your, sh- do your stick. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Instagram at unmoviepodcastdogs, and on Twitter at unmoviepodcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and we'd love to hear from you. And tell three friends, and have them tell three friends, and uh, everybody else, and And people they don't even know. Next week on the podcast is Tony's pick. (laughs) It's Halloween's coming up. Is it? So I said, you know what? Let's do something for Halloween. Something we've not done on this podcast. What's that? Vampire movie. Holy shit! Going to change it up on us. (laughs) So I'm going to do Thirty Days of Night. Josh Hartnett. Okay. Alaskan town with vampires coming. Nice 2007. So the Mm -hmm. second movie Josh Hartnett made featuring a 30 day time period. Yes. That was 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, You're right. You're right. Still it was. was There was a 30 day time period in it but it was 40 (laughs) days. Close. It was for Lent. (laughs) Okay. All the Catholics out there are rolling their eyes. Mm. All right. Um, I got, I like God, I, have you forgotten something? I feel like yes. I should be ready here, but I'm, have you pulled up your menudo tape? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get. I had to rewind, but so, um, he probably doesn't have any Frank Sinatra on his. Uh, on his well, he's got to pick. It's got to be the Cannonball song. Yeah, it doesn't. I know, I know. Because it's such a good jam. Like, I had everything all queued up and I was ready to go, and then I just forgot. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, because there's, like, the opening sequence with the stupid sheet, and then you get this, and it's like, okay, you don't know I'm down. Elaine is dancing. kind of like the East Down and Bound. On the uh, East Bound and Down, yeah. yeah. And the uh, good, good, old, good Old Boys on the Dukes Oh, the Dukes of Hazzard. When I hear that Good Old Boy, I just start mm-hmm. tapping. I was on Long Island going, like, yeah, man, I want to drive a car with the General Lee, and I didn't get that any of that shit. <laughs> But I knew going in that Carly wasn't going to like this. I didn't think she would like it. If we did the first one, I don't think you would like that either. It's 
it's it's just not a movie premise that I. Well, like. you you have to serious. You have to like if you grew up in this time, you you these are like Come legends. On. All these people are like yeah. serious legends. If it's after and your time, I, you're like I don't give a fuck I about any. I recognize people. most of the people. No, in I this know. Movie. But honestly, at first I didn't because they're all so much older that I recognize. Yeah. Them. Like there's some people like I don't even know why this person is like it's like oh look who's in this. There's like, so I don't many people. Is. Like even those guys on the boat, the guy that says his fish caught. Caught, uh, weighed three pounds a picture. I think that guy was like Red Buttons or something, and the other guy's like a famous comedian too. Like, but like everybody in this movie is almost somebody. Just pretty much everybody in the movie is somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they made it for twenty million dollars. It's quite amazing. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. 